Hello everyone, this is part two of our round two preview. In this episode, we're focusing on the player picks for round two. If you want to catch our review and takeaways from round one and the housekeeping for round two, just check part one of this episode. And as I said before, in the future, we're working on tightening these things up, but our exuberance got a little bit to us this week and it went long. Thanks. Thank you so much, guys, for picking up that. Uh, Baby Roo was not quite cooperating for Mama. But let's talk keepers and defenders for round two. Blaine, who are you looking at? I'm glad I get to go first. It's the New England keeper on the bench to whoever you want to go with. Um, Budget-wise, I'm not really able to afford two keepers right now, so I'm just going with whoever New England plays. But if you've got a little bit more budget or you can find somebody cheap that you like, uh, roll into one of your guys. Uh, Fry from Seattle. I don't trust RSL to score even at home. Um, FC Cincinnati may or may not score at home. So you've got the DC option there. That's the one I was looking at. My home options probably Stuver and Austin. I just I don't trust Miami. Um, but it's definitely New England on the front end, and you're hoping to catch the clean sheet right there and be done with it. Uh, defenders uh i'm still running gressel against cincinnati i think there's the points and the value gain to be had there uh probably gonna run keller on the bench although if he gets the full 0.5 that he's owed the five million cost may price him out for me a little bit um just because i'm running really tight on my budget right now and then as weird as it is i like to pay from la this week i know they're going to charlotte for this first game I just don't know if I see Charlotte scoring yet. I think they're still trying to get their feet under him. Maybe the home game's what they need. But he's only $5 million. He's got an average of a nine already. He got nine first game. I'll take that and run with it for a $5 million starter and hope we get something. And then my other option in here uh, is Ndenbe for Kansas City at 4.5. Uh, definitely running him on the bench with probably Keller in the lineup. And if he hits, I'll, pull, I'll drop Keller out. And I can't believe I forgot him on a 12 last week. Uh, Kolmanich is probably just going to be set in my lineup for a little bit and forgotten about. Um, He got a 12. He's getting in the attack. If he's playing against some of these weaker offensive teams, which I kind of lump Miami into that category, I want to see them score more before I really get scared of them. And the way Austin played that first game, I think Kolmanich is going to pick up some bonus points in the attacking half and just be able to run. So I'm looking heavily kind of at those guys and those teams. DC's got the clean sheet shout that I want. Um, Kansas City doesn't necessarily have the clean sheet shout, but I don't know what Houston's going to do and how they're going to line up. They didn't score the first game, so we got to worry about that. Um, I just think they're they're a stronger defensive team, and Kansas City's uh, suspect of speed. So I can't say outright that I want to go Kansas City, but Ndenbe's 4.5. And he got so far up and was whipping crosses in. If he gets to do that a couple more times, his points should go up pretty quick. That's fair. All right, Ashley. Yeah, I like whoever is healthy for New England. I mean, I, I, I can't really say who that's going to be today, right? Um, could be Knighton, could be Turner, could be a kid with multiple, what's his last name? Two names, St. something, Edwards. Um who played Edwards it Jr. Ed, Edwards Jr. Who played at Portland. Um, you know, they're missing 
one of their starting center backs, Omar Gonzalez, is a decent fill-in. Um, so I like the matchup. So I'll probably slot in whichever keeper, unless it's Turner, because he'll price me out um, for that first game. And then call me crazy, but I kind of want to go to the RSL or um, – I gosh, I got to start typing it out because it's really hard to not say the word I see when I see it for Charlotte. Um, the Charlotte keeper. For a couple of reasons, I – have zero faith that Seattle doesn't rotate. Um, I wouldn't pick up RSL's defender. Don't rotate. Um, Cause I think they're going to be pretty angry, um, but we tend to rotate. The Seattle tends to rotate in matches like this. And if they do rotate in matches like this, um, I kind of wouldn't mind taking um, that as a keeper. If the New England keeper doesn't hit. Um, and then I think that the Charlotte keeper is going to face a lot of shots and is in a home opener. Um, I don't necessarily think that that's a shutout shout. These are just two kind of off the walls. Yeah. Kind of off the wall choices for me. If new doesn't hit, um, I don't kind of like, like Blaine, I don't want to spend a ton of money on keepers. I don't want two keepers that I think will do well. RSL and, and Charlotte are just kind of my backup cheap thoughts. Um, if new England doesn't hit the way that I like. Um, and then I'm kind of in the same vein when it comes to defenders. Um, I'm, I'm toying with Brandon by, I liked his offensive production, not just because he scored, but he, he got up in this first game more than he was at the end of last season. Um, I am also looking at Austin defenders. Um, I had Kolmanich. I think I'll keep him. Didn't even notice Keller. I don't see why I might not also keep, keep him. I'd probably will start him just because their game's so late. And would scrub him out if anybody on my bench hits early because I don't know that I necessarily want to double up against Miami. Um, I like Camacho from Montreal. He missed the first game. He gets to play this next game. He's only five mil. Um, that's a pretty good a pretty good price for me. Um, so those are I, and also I was going to bring this up in the in the value section, but Camacho is the same. Um, Depew for Galaxy going to Charlotte. Um, he's owned by less than 1% of people and he got nine points list this first week. And it, there was a decent amount of defensive bonuses in that. It wasn't just shutout points. Um, he's pretty cheap. I still consider, you know, a 5.0 defender, kind of a budget defender. Um, and any center back that's getting two or three bonus points a game with shutouts is, is worth having on the bench for me. So, um, that's something I'm considering just because I'm not, I'm sure where the goals are going to come from from Charlotte, but I'm sure that that Christian will will educate me. Uh, I'm talking about that at some point here. I may not go with your gut. What does your gut say? (laughs) Um, I basically going to do the cheaperoo night in Debreza. Um, I don't see any reason why not. I think Montreal can shut them out. Frankly, they have a really good defense. Don't pay attention to what happened. They had a complete meltdown. They were in CCL uh, meltdown against um, uh, Orlando. I watched that game, and holy cow, things started unraveling. But the first half of that game, Montreal was kicking their butts. Okay. So I think they have a great defense, so I'm going to go there. Uh, For that reason, I have Camacho as well. He's on my bench. Um, Komanich uh, and Keller, I'm doing that chalk doubled up. And I also, believe it or not, um, look, I have uh, Ndenbe uh, at 4.5. Uh, 
this is sort of the group think thing I'm talking about because I heard so much about it. I did not catch most of that game. Uh, so I did not actually see him play, but everybody's like afterwards, Oh my God, this kid is great. And blah, 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 blah. So it's based on that. Um, so I may switch him out. Another option I was looking at was uh, uh, Fisher uh, because I, I actually, yeah, he's cheap. Yeah. He's cheap. And we do have a chance at shutting out Nashville. Yep. Um, like I said, it's either going to be zero, zero or like a million to nothing. So um, that's another option. Um, I don't know. Maybe somebody in chat can indicate whether or not the song will see another game. Um, I know that Montreal will probably rotate, but the song is 4 million. It's just like, you know, why not stick them on your bench? It's the same rationale as, as uh, before. He's a Montreal defender at four. Yeah. I had him uh, last week. And uh, he was doing great until they didn't do great. Sure. As, as it always happens. Yeah. Uh, well, I mentioned it before at the beginning of the show. The, the only one that I'll add, you guys have a great list. The only one I'll add uh, is I, I'm looking at maybe betting against Colorado's offense. So if you're interested in an away defender, maybe Atlanta, they got a couple of guys that are sub 6 million. So could help with some of your, your points. Maybe that's, this is better for the value section, but I think you guys have covered a lot of, of the good options there. It makes it kind of tight for switcheroos, but um, yeah. I'll, I'll throw, they're just a, and it maybe, maybe Campbell or someone like that. Uh, Alan Franco. Franco. Campbell, Camp, Campbell did great. Um, Alan Franco will do better, better, but they're at altitude. Yeah, yeah. no, that's the big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the big caveat with going to Colorado. But like I said, like maybe maybe this is better for a value section for for some of those guys. But you guys have a great list, so let's move on to midfielders. Ashley, yeah, um, Heel and Zello were the first two midfielders I put in my team, um, mostly because they're so expensive. Heel's already at eleven, um, so I needed to build around that. Uh, I also really liked Shakiri. I do feel like I'm stealing from Spencer. I mean, Spencer was on him like week one. Um, I, I agree with Christian. I think he is MLS ready. I didn't think he would be. My husband is a Liverpool fan. I've watched him play a lot these past couple of years. I didn't think he'd come into this league and be comfortable as quickly as it seemed like he was. Um, you know, he got seven points without any goals or an assist. We talked about that with Higuain. I think it was the exact same point structure. Um, to get those types of points without actually getting on the score sheet is impressive. And this week they're at home, Chicago's at home. Um, he's only 9.1, you know, interesting little price rise. And they're, they're playing Orlando city who I think can definitely give up some goals, um, especially if they're missing, you know, a defender through a red card. Um, and then I'm going back and forth uh, between Dominguez, Fagundes um, and Jurisi. I prefer the latter. Um, I think you guys know how I feel about Dominguez. I just hate picking him up. I don't like him at all, <laughs> but he scored 14 points. I think he was the highest pointed midfielder last week. Am I wrong? Cecilio is um, a boom bus player. Yeah, he's exa exactly. And so I'm never going to look at a score he got and think, oh, this will stay consistent. So um, he's not the, the player I'm gravitating to the most for Austin this week, but I would like an Austin midfielder. Um, so if I can afford it, it's going to be Drew Um and then I'm just kind of floating around with that last bench spot. I'll, I'll get into that more when we get into budgets because I think, you know, my, my fifth defender is going to be a budget defender. 
Um, but there are some good shouts at, at, for some other teams um, if, if you want to spend the money as well. Well, I have a suggestion for that. Hit me. Yeah. Marshall Ruddy from uh, Toronto. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. You Produce. Can, it's, it's your turn, so you can just keep yeah, going. Yeah, it's your turn. Go okay. ahead, Christian. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Carlos Heel is like a, a lock for me 17 yeah. times, like for this week. If I could put him in 17 times, I would. Oh, me too. Um, Drew C is a lock for me. Sifuentes. Uh, there's a debate going on whether it should be Sifuentes or Acosta. Apparently, Acosta is sharing yeah. set piece duty with uh, uh, yeah. Vela. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sifu. Sifu equals Sifuentes. I like to spell it out. Um, so basically, you know, like um, my my last guy is uh, Titi Ortiz from Charlotte, and I'm basing right. that purely on the eye test and, and from the fact that this is their home opener. There's going to be 70,000 people there. If you're not up for that game, I'm willing to bet on it is what I'm saying. Like seriously willing to bet on it. Like after watching him play, he's amazing. He's amazing. Just, okay. But lights out amazing. I love it. So those are my midfielders, but Marshall Ruddy, take a look at him. Blaine. Yeah, you guys have covered a lot of the names I had in my initial list. Hill, Hill and Zella were easy ads for me. Um, Ortiz is a guy I took in draft. I was like, okay, I did preseason for Charlotte looked really bad. So I was like, well, if everything goes to crap in Charlotte, usually your number 10 playmaker gets the bulkier points. So let's draft him. Um, I'm looking forward to rewatching part of that game. I didn't get to see all of it. I had Lily duty. I know that got called. I got called out for that one for saying that Charlotte did not have a good attack and didn't look good against DC. I just, I need to go rewatch that game, but I do have Ortiz in draft, so I'm paying closer attention to them. Um, but I do have a take on this one, and I am looking at Austin's midfield, and I'm probably going back to Dominguez for this one. Um, he's one of those guys, he is boomer bust. I, I can admit those faults. I like the matchup this week against Miami. And here's my thing, and I was waiting on Christian to be here so we could have this debate, and I said it on Twitter. And I'll say it here. I prefer a guy like Fragapane over Reynoso when I'm looking at Minnesota. Now, I'm not looking at Reynoso the way Minnesota played last year and the way they're starting this year. I'm not looking at Reynoso as fixture group. I'm looking at him as a guy when I like their matchup, I'm going after him. But when I'm going after him and I like the matchup, every time I've looked at this set, I think Fragapane's got the better matchup and the better potential in those individual games. So I, I, I say that for them because we, we've got a big body of work to look at with them and their two high-profile players. Austin's not a team we've seen these guys play together as much, but I'm in that same boat. Week in and week out, I'm taking Fagundes. Just I think he's got a better floor. I think he's got the better average. He's going to be your better week-in and week-out midfielder. But when I'm targeting Austin and when I am taking midfielders from Austin, I'm looking at a good matchup. I'm taking Dominguez because I like him in the good matchups. I think he's going to hit his ceiling a lot more often in the matchups where I'm willing to take an Austin mid. Um, So I'm going back to him. I think it's the hot hand. 
I just I think it's the way they play when you're looking at them. I think if I want an Austin midfielder, I think Dominguez is going to have a good game every time I'm willing to take an Austin midfielder over all of the other names we have in this game because there are a bunch of other midfielders I would probably take ahead of Austin players. So when I'm really serious about an Austin player, I think Dominguez is going to have one of the better games. Call that gut feeling. That's one of those I'm going to go with my gut and not let anybody talk me out of it on that one. But it, it's we've and we've seen it for years in this game. Uh, we saw it with Houston. If you're picking Houston, it's a crapshoot on who's going to score the goals. Every once in a while, you just get that feeling. This game, this situation, it's this player. And you only ever take those players in that game and in that situation. And you usually hit pretty well. And the people who figure those players out, I think that's Dominguez for Austin. When they're going to have a good game, he's on. Now, I'm looking a little cheaper because I don't have the budget and I have a ton of options that I want. I'm trying to fit as many of the premium players in. Um, So I like um, Etienne Jr. for Columbus coming in at six. Uh, great first week, looks really good. I believe he's going to continue starting. Uh, Santos is their left back, so there's not really going to be a ton of rotation there. Maybe Diaz gets to start, but I think Etienne Jr. plays the other side, so it's not a big worry for me. And then randomly, I like Victor Vasquez at 5.3. I don't know if Charlotte's defense has got it. Uh, Vasquez put up a five in week one. His value is okay. He's just he's he's a cheap guy that's going to start on a decent team that's got a lot of guys that he can play into. Um, when you're when you're passing to Chicharito looking for assists, that's not a bad thing to look at. And he got a decent amount of points without getting on the score sheet, so I'll take it. Um, just and he's five point three going into this week, and it's a matchup that I kind of like, so I'm going to run with it. It's hard to find good sub six million players that are going to get you four or five points consistently. And I think he's one of them that can right now. That's good. You guys covered uh, everything I have looking over uh, at chat real quick, uh, seeing similar things, Dominguez, people, some people talking about ring. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Ortiz is pretty hot. Yeah. We're going to have a uh, Russell. You know, I got mentioned with Russell now that he's back at a, at a midfielder as well. Uh, Flores, uh, complete bust is what Jason said. Uh, I, I think that's that's a good point. I, I like looking at DC, but that's not the player that I'm looking at uh, for for that match. So uh, great, great list. Uh, let's move on to forwards. Christian. Okay. Um, all right. This is where everybody starts making fun of me. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so I'm going to do the early uh, uh, Jesus Jimenez from uh, Toronto. Uh, Older goaler earlier today warned me that Red Bulls are their bogey team. But even so, I mean, like, they're at home against the Red Bulls. The Red Bulls look pretty good on, you know, like the last game. I still think Toronto is a lot better than people think they are. They actually have an attack, so... I'm going to take their forward. He seems pretty decent. Um, and plus, um, hint, hint, uh, it's either him or Amaria. Um, I may just end up with Amaria. Who knows? But anyway, uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to take Carlos Vela, just like everybody else in the world ought to. Um, and I've got Arango stuck in there. If he starts, I am definitely going to like 
take him. If he doesn't start, I can easily pivot to, to Rodriguez, Brian Rodriguez. And actually, we were talking earlier today that Brian Rodriguez may just be the better pick here because of how um, the opponent handles uh, crosses into the box. So, or, or doesn't handle crosses into the box is more accurate. So those are my picks for forward. Excellent. No, no making fun. Ashley. Uh, I also like Bella this week. I mean, I feel like we barely talked about him last week and now we're all going to pretend it didn't happen. Um, I also like Buxa this week. I know he didn't get on the score sheet in Portland, but I thought he played better than Bo. He played longer than Bo. Bo got subbed out first. Um, I like Buxa at home against FC Dallas defense this week. Um, he's not incredibly expensive. He's, he's the lesser of the two. He's 8.7. Um, and I'm also very much considering making a play for Chicharito. Um, I, you know, I mentioned this a little earlier, but I like him in these big situations. You know, they're projecting, what, 70,000 people in Charlotte. Um, you know, franchise opening game, home opener. Um, he kind of loves this stuff. He spent a lot of his career trying to spoil things like this. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in it. He's a little too expensive for all the money I want to spend in my midfield. So I'd have to really budget cut my bench to do it. Um, but it's something that I'm, that I'm definitely thinking about. I know it's a road game. I know it's their first game. You want to try to favor Charlotte in your, you know, in that matchup, but, um, every striker in the league I, I can just see Chitrudo being the villain here so um, I'm, I'm considering making him a play for my third striker but more than likely and I won't go on too much of a tangent here we all kind of talked about this in chat as well leading up to the week that um, I made my scrub spot this past week my striker spot because I just didn't love any striker as much as I was attached to midfielders and defenders which is new to me um, I always have three strikers to pick from, um, but last week and now kind of also this week, um, I think that that spot might be a, a scrub spot for me. It's a little easier to spread money around there. Um, I'm not trying to advocate it for it in any way, but as someone who's trying to put more money into her midfield and defense, making that third striker a scrub. I know there's some cheap scrub options. You know, people were really high on Benji Michelle. He produced um, Dom Dwyer is a budget striker. I'll talk about in the next section, but uh, I, I'm leaning towards making that that third spot of scrub if I can't figure out how to afford Chitrito. Right. Blaine? Yeah, actually, Chicharito was uh, one of the first games I put in my lineup this week. Uh, just I like that new teams de- usually struggle defensively. I know there's going to be a lot of a lot of hype playing at home for that first game and everything, but I don't know. I like the way LA's playing. Uh I like going after a new team early. Um, even if we say, even if people say that Charlotte played really well, they still gave up three to DC. Um, I think that I just, everything is screaming at me that Chicharito is going to have a good game in this one. And Ashley's helping confirm that now. It's just, it's, just, there's just something about it and taking a road player on this one. Uh, Chicharito has always struck me as kind of that villain type throughout his career, everywhere he goes. He is. He's just he he plays a good villain and he plays it well. He's yeah. not that villain you want to hate and you want to see him really get hurt. You just he's that villain that he always shows up in those big moments for other teams. And I don't know, I've just got that feeling. It's he was one of the first guys in. 
Um, I was waffling on it, but I think I have to bring Bella in. And there's one key reason, and that's that he's got an 18 and he got a price rise starting out where he did. Um, I just, given the matchup, I think you'd be stupid not to take him. He's one of those must owns this week because no matter what he does, he's going to get you a price rise. And if he goes off again against a somewhat weakened Portland team, <coughs> you don't want to miss out on those points. And then I'm with Ashley. I'm scrubbing my third spot. I couldn't really find somebody I like for that third spot. I'm looking at all the games. Um, I see some names I want, but I don't see any names that like I just have to take. And I'm nobody that I'm sold on. And to piggyback on that, it's, I I struggled with it last year. I'm I'm playing this value game. Forwards have the most variance. We're talking about two and two or seven players. If you're not sold on your guy having a really good game up front in these first few weeks, scrub the position. Just do it. It's one of those soon to be hard and fast rules, I think. Unless you're sure the guy is going to score, don't take him because you, you just stand to lose more money than you gain a two right now is the worst thing that can happen for your value system or value game. Unless it's one of those really super cheap guys that starts out of nowhere. Um, so just don't risk it. And I just, I don't see anybody that's screaming at me that they want to. I just saw a guy that I wanted to put in starting with the show, the Nathan injury rumors. I wanted to go after Zardes. I wanted to see what his budget did and he had an assist over the weekend, and it got dropped off. So Zardes got a one and lost uh, 400000 on his value. So he's got a one baked into his average. Zardes is a sitter. Please don't do it, Blaine. Please. uh, Zardes away is unforgivable. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. You do what you want. Like, if he had gotten an assist and his value had held, I would be tempted to take him. But he lost the assist. He dropped in value. I just can't do it. Then he's about the only one given the matchup that I would take. Do you know he's going to start? He didn't start. He didn't. I know. He's he's going to start. Porter Porter told the press that the only reason Barry started was because they owed him one. Yeah. Okay. Barry Barry played well. I mean, like, look. Barry's great. If Barry started, I'd probably take him. Not away. I mean, I'll go, I'll go full super fan here. When I saw that Zardes was on the bench and how well Barry played and then the Kansas City Atlanta game, I was like, well, if Zardes isn't a starter anymore, Kansas City better be calling to go get Zardes. I mean, we need a target forward. We need somebody in there. Like, go get him. Like, if he's not going to start in Columbus, he can start somewhere else. Let's go get him. And so I just, I'm glad to know he's going to start. If he loses his spot to Barry, he loses his spot to Barry and Barry has earned it. And I'm not going to begrudge him that, but whatever. I would just like to asterisk you saying this to everyone who's listening that Blaine loves Giassi Zardes and he is not suggesting you take Giassi Zardes. He is just considering it. Yeah, I I do like this matchup and I might be tempted by Barry if he's starting when I see the San Jose lineup and it's early (laughs) enough in the week that you can do it. But I'm just struggling to find a player that I like in that spot that's going to keep giving me the value gain. I just I don't I'm I'm struggling to see it in the value system right now. Higuain maybe with those bonus points that he he got a seven without a goal and yeah. assist. I could see that price rise if he produces a similar 
similar yeah. score in Austin, but will he? And Estrada at for DC at Cincinnati mm-hmm. is also tempting, but that's a lot of money to invest on a road striker that's still very new. And one of his goals was a PK. So I just it's he's got the he's got the points baked into his average. I just I'm struggling to find somebody I trust to give me the points. And Reed, I know I'm going long, but one thing I want to reference chat, they're asking me about shallowy. Um, I'm a hard fade on Kansas City for the most part, especially against Houston's defense that's been rebuilt. They they're dangerous. They were getting crosses, but I'm not seeing where the goals are coming from. And yes, Shallowy got a goal, so his average is up a little bit. But that could very easily be Russell in the next game. It's just there's so much of this the old Houston thing that we had. Who's going to score the goals? I don't know that it's consistently going to be Russell or Shallowy, or if they're going to share them like they have in the past. And if they're sharing the goals, it's really hard for me to invest in somebody that I don't know that they're going to produce right now. As the season goes on, we may see that shake out a little bit better and we get a clearer picture. But right now it's too up in the air for me to make a good call on that. And I just don't want to risk it, especially in the early value game. The only other name I'm going to add is I think we have to consider uh, Estrada based on Cincinnati's form, dropping five, uh, and, and he got two goals in 64 minutes. <laughs> for for dc so i think that's a name that has to be considered he is on the road but i mean cincinnati still has a defensive problem um now a lot of that can be from from crosses and but there's still problems there with the center back pairing as well yeah. so uh, i think if ola kamara starts which who knows what's going on with that situation yeah, i mean I've, I've, I've read different things you know every day i think that's something to consider i'm not saying i'm gonna do it but i you know he came in and scored a goal just like that um, if he if he actually does start, I'm gonna my ears will perk. I mean, you could go almost with either one of them. I mean, it's DC plays at the six o'clock game. If you don't like the starting, you can always pivot to Chicha. So yeah. I mean, you still got some. Or I mean, I guess you could pivot to Vela, but that's I think we're all going to have Vela this week. But yeah. I mean, you you have viable options you can switch to if you want to consider dc i think that's a name that's worth mentioning going forward you guys touched on barry i think we've touched on a lot of stuff let's uh, move on to the value differential section ashley yeah um i i see a couple repeats on some other people's list so i'll try to just stick to ones that are consistent to mine um leo chu is a name for seattle who's 4.0 He's a big hype team signing last year that hasn't broken into the starting lineup, but I really do think that Seattle might rotate this RSL game. Um, I could be super wrong. And if I am, you're going to see a lot more expensive players in the Seattle starting 11. Um, But Leo Chu at 4.0, if if he does start, um, he really gets into that attack as a winger. um, And I think he'd be due for a price rise just starting in any way. Um, contributing. I'm also paying attention to um, Dom Dwyer. Uh, Dom Dwyer historically is also just goal scoring points, um, but I feel like he's kind of playing with a new kind of revitalized self. Um, and I also think that Atlanta, Colorado might be, might be, altitude always makes it a factor, um, something to look at as a differential. He's cheap. If, if Arujo is still hurt, my suspicion is Dom Dwyer might start. Um, and he's just a cheap forward option. If you just want someone on your bench as a differential, he's, he's only 6.8. Um, and then 
I liked him in this Portland game and he, he really let me down, but Maddie Polster um, for new England is listed at 5.5 still as a, as their CDM um, playing against Dallas. He usually goes almost a full 90. Um, he doesn't pick up a ton of offensive points, uh, but he is playing in that CDM role. I think if you're looking for budget, I think there's cheaper. I think Wolf is, is possibly a better taking some of those corners cheaper option, but um, Matt Polster is, is a cheap CDM that I think you consider in the same kind of vein as like Dax McCarty and stuff in that same like 5.5 um, area. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, thanks. Um, you left one for me on my list that I know was on your list and uh, that's Wolf for Atlanta. He looked really, really good in that game. Did, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that, that one pains me. He looks so good against us. And it just, at his price, I can't remember what he is off the top of my head. I didn't write him down and I took him out of my lineup. He's 4.5 now. 4.5. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard not to take him. I only didn't take him because of the other cheap name. And I talked about him earlier and that's Victor Vasquez for LA galaxy. Um, he's a former premium midfielder in the fantasy game. And now he is at 5.3 in LA. If he gets back to reaching the height he had with Toronto when he was a $10, $11 million player, like he is a 5.3 player who has formerly been an $11 million player. You don't, you, you can't pass up on something like that. And for as good as Wolf looked, I think Vasquez has got more potential and a better track record to take somebody like that. And so that's why I don't have Wolf, but both of these guys are super impressive. And Wolf's got a great career ahead of him. And if I wasn't taking Vasquez, it would 100% be Wolf this week. And 4.5, I just, you can't stress enough how important it is to have somebody like that who's starting. If you're on a super tight budget or wanting to fit that extra premium player in and looking for a cheap option to replace them with. And he was taking um, some of their corners, right? Or yeah, he was taking corners. Yeah. Like you got a 4.5 guy that just put up a six and is on some set pieces. Serving balls into Miles Robinson. That's a pretty good steal. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I didn't have Victor Vasquez because I like the open field play better and I don't like Atlanta going to um, altitude quite as well, like it's situational, but Wolf is one of those guys. Like if you need the extra budget, take him. Like we can't stress this enough. He is so valuable right now as long as he gets that start and i think he's going to because he played really well we're gonna laugh when moreno comes around and takes that spot he will of course he will but <clears> until <throat> he does take the price yeah but i think it's going to happen in colorado oh, okay christian who uh, do you like uh i Mar- okay can somebody tell me how many what was the highest number of bonus points scored this week by a player i think it's, it's five. like a pop quiz i don't know yeah it's five, I, I believe. Okay. Okay. Guess how many Marshall Ruddy got? Five. Four. Okay. Close enough. Um, Wayne got that's five. why. Huh? Big Wayne got five. Yeah. yeah. I knew that. We talked about it. So, so okay. Uh, enough said about that, dude. Um, I've got Vasquez, and now I'm not talking about Victor. I'm talking about the other Vasquez, Reed. Your Vasquez. Oh, Brian Vasquez? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got Vasquez. I think that Cincinnati's going to pull an upset. I don't oh, I think they're going to, I don't think they're going to get 12 in a row. 
13. Mm. We're already at 12. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. How dare you? Uh, 13. My bad. Um, I already mentioned the other three uh, as possible picks, so I'm not going to belabor the topic. But those were the two one I wanted to mention. Yeah, I think you guys touched on some other ones. I mean, if you're looking for some of the cheap spots, I mean, you could I mean, maybe – Maybe Lima is not not too bad. Uh, He's the same as uh, Colt Manich, isn't he? I thought he was cheaper. Um, he, Lima is that expensive? Yeah, he got Jeez. a price rise. Yeah, Acosta is Kellen Acosta up in Colorado. Maybe you could look at that. He played a little bit further back, I think, than than usual. Uh, Ryan Acosta. Uh, Kellen Acosta. Kellen Acosta plays for LAFC. Oh, what am I thinking? Kellen Acosta. No, 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 that's what it was. Brian Acosta does play. It's it's the picture thing. It's the kitchen thing. Um, Yes, Brian Acosta. I mean, you could look at some of those guys. It's... It's it's so tough with with some of those teams. So like we talked about with Colorado, I think you guys have touched on. I was just I don't know. I was looking at kind of. I wanted to say something with with the differentials, but yeah. I was I was just digging in the bottom of the barrel. I think you guys touched them. I love the Vasquez pick for LA. Not so sure about <laughs> uh, about about ours. He did take some shots. That's that's good to see. Uh, the question is when Brenner is going to be be ready to go. Oh, I, um, I got to throw in last minute for you. That Bill Bruin is you weren't in the room when I said it earlier, yes. but Bill Bruin will be back this week and Rui Diaz will not. He's a five point five striker. I'm just saying, give it a shot. Dancing bear, dancing yeah. bear. All right, well, let's wrap this thing up with captain picks. Blaine. Oh, so torn right now. Um, it's between Vela and Heel. My my old school instinct wants to captain a forward, but my head says go with the midfielder. I think between those two, take your pick. If you're a forward person, Captain Bella. If you're a midfield person, Captain Heel. Christian. I think you'd be silly not to Captain Heel, and that's my bully. Uh, that's my bully, okay. Captain Bay. Ashley. I don't like the word bully, but I also am going to Captain Carlos Heel. <laughs> you don't like the word bully. Uh, I, I'm looking at Heel as well. The, the justification I have behind that between the two is Bella is that pure – goal scorer that you're looking for at least last week um if you got the hat trick captain congrats because i've I've never hit one and that's probably why you got it this week because i didn't have it on my team uh heel has the consistency with the bonus points that that you're going to look for i that's what makes a good captain for me is those bonus points that's what i liked about gressel last week was his potential for the bonus points including the clean sheet um but but mine's is on heel i think vela is the obvious second choice for the captain after that it it does become more differential uh, no, Patrick, not Brexhay. Uh, it, it does definitely become more more differential at that. But uh, I look forward to hearing what other options are. Send me a message at MLS Fancy Boss or all of us there, and we can we can see what happens. Well, thank you so much for everybody who joined us tonight. Those of you who are listening to us also uh, to the podcast, thank you so much. Thanks to everyone who is a part of this fantastic fantasy community that we have uh the round three preview is going to be live on march 7th 9 30 p.m uh no guest yet i've got a couple people i'm talking to but uh, we're hoping to have some more variety this year we've met some other podcasters and and pundits online that i'm hoping to get involved uh with uh, as you at least hear about some more projects if you want to move away from the group think and just get more of the peanut gallery involved but let's do our plugs before we leave blaine yeah um Speaking of different guests that we have, I'll be highlighting some of these guys throughout the season because I reached out to a ton of pundits 
I thought the experts invitational league that we host should be a little bit more pundit driven, try to build some of that and give some of these guys some names or some name recognition. And the first guy to really want to highlight is uh, MLS fantasy night owl on Twitter. If you haven't seen him, he's a UK based player who took it on himself last year to just run content. And he has put out some really good and really community engaging stuff. He had some cool tweets today about uh, your heroes and villains from week one. Um, Just one of those guys that's really passionate about the game. You can kind of tell from his tweets. And I reached out to him and see if he wanted to play. So he's joined us this year for the Experts League. And he's one of those guys, if you don't know him, if you don't follow him, uh, you should. It's MLS Fantasy Night Owl. And he just, he's been a lot of fun to interact with, and he, he just, he's on all the time. Like he's on UK time, so we miss him a little bit. But he's, he's out there. He's, he's good. Um, Reed was unsure if he was one of those former names that has given us a lot of crap in the past and just been <laughs> something. Um, he puts everything that former name does to shame and then some, like, uh, I'm so happy he's playing with us this year. I want to see what he can do in our league. And, but he's just, he's one of those community guys that I've, I've fallen in love with his account and just what he's put out there for us. So if you don't follow him, please do um, go look him up because he's been a ton of fun to interact with. And he, he responds to almost everything. Ashley. Yeah. This is going to sound like a real big surprise to you guys, but my plug this week is the Timbers army. I was so happy and impressed to see what the Timbers Army put out in lieu of a TIFO this week. Um, I know we are fantasy-based, and I won't veer too far off there, but um, I have never respected a group that I dislike more than I respected the Timbers Army this week. Um, And I'm just very proud of of those fans and that fan base um, for everything that they're doing down in Portland right now. So I will probably, for the only time, shout out the Timbers Army this week. Christian. I can't top that. <laughs> um, uh, the Discord, basically, that's uh, yeah. my job. I plug the Discord, and it's very worthy of a plug. So you guys make everything go, and uh, I really appreciate every one of you. Uh, I guess it's kind of kind of my job, too, but I'm going to plug everything that happens in the MLS Fantasy Boss Network, uh, the the website where we've got some people writing. We've got the Discord community, which is amazing and growing uh, people who interact on Twitter. Uh, I'm close to 10,000 followers on Twitter. I'm going to try to do something if we hit 10,000 this year. I don't know if it's a giveaway or something. it feels like something should happen at 10,000. So if we get to that. That would be awesome. The people who support this podcast, of course, all of you guys, those who have joined us tonight, those who contribute to the podcast, uh, it's it's just amazing. And I appreciate you so, so much. And I hope that, that this is helpful and fun for you because that's what it is for us at the core is that this is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be engaging and it's a healthy community that we're so happy to be a part of and so happy that you've chosen to join us as well. So uh, if you haven't, if this is your first time listening, please head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com. You can find the, you've already found the podcast, but you can find the link to the Discord there. You can see some of the articles that we have. Uh, more regular schedules going to come out now that we've kind of gotten through the madness uh, of preseason. Uh, but check that stuff out. We've got some fun things in store. And I'm so happy. Look forward to having you more as part of the community. For those of you who are here, happy to have you as part of the community. And as always, good luck. Uh-huh.